Hello everybody and welcome back to my podcast, Model POV. If you're new here, then hi, hello and welcome. My name is Ariana and I'm a model from Canada. If you're not new here, then hi, hello and welcome. It's lovely to have you back. Today we're going to be talking about some more corrupted companies, uh, possibly like the biggest one globally, and that's Disney. Um, and how they tried to trademark Day of the Dead, which, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's a traditional Mexican holiday that's celebrated every year on November 1st, so today, if you're listening, and November 2nd in Mexico, um, as well as some other parts of the world, such as, I believe, Brazil and some other parts around there. I can't remember if Portugal's one of them, um, but in the U.S. in some areas as well. Um, and has been going on for literally thousands of years. (laughs) It's sometimes compared to All Saints Day and All Souls Day, which are more Catholic traditions, but Day of the Dead takes a more joyful approach um, to death where the lives of those who had passed in families are celebrated and remembered. Um, So in 2017, Disney released their film Coco, which is about this young boy named Miguel and how he wants to play music super badly, um, but his family is extremely opposed to it due to his great-grandfather being a musician, almost said magician, excuse me, and leaving behind his wife in order to pursue the career. Miguel journeys uh, to the afterlife accompanied by this guy he meets named Hector um, in order to unlock the secrets of his family's history and why they're so opposed to him playing music. It's a good movie overall, Um, I've seen it, my little sister loves it a lot, Uh, but it was Disney's actions in regards to the production of the film that uh, raises some eyebrows and some questions as to whether Disney truly believes in diversity and representation or if they're just kind of looking for a quick money grab, so let's get into it. Uh, Yeah, so originally when this backlash first started, it was about 2013, um, four years before Disney had released Coco, which was titled the untitled Pixar movie about Dia de los Muertos at the time. Disney's reasoning for this was because they had hoped to secure the rights to the title Day of the Dead and such themed merchandise as fruit preserves, uh, fruit-based snacks, toys, games, clothing, footwear, backpacks, clocks, and jewelry. Obviously, it received lots of backlash because, you know, you're literally trying to trademark a traditional cultural holiday that didn't even begin in the U.S., um, where Disney is based in California. (laughs) But Coco itself made about $807.8 million in the box office, uh, with it having a budget of about $175 to $225 million which granted Disney a profit of about 632.8, um, like highest to profit anyways. Um, it's about, sorry guys, I did my math wrong. I'm just looking at my notes here. I don't even know, but it it was like, it was like well over like $600 million. I'm sorry about that. Anyways, Disney withdrew the application only after a change.org petition was created that gained 21,000 signatures in its first week. Grace Sisma, the petitions, I think that's how you say it, Sisma or Sesma, um, the petitions creator, wrote, our spiritual traditions, excuse me, are for everyone, not for companies like Walt Disney to trademark and exploit. I am deeply offended and dismayed that a family-oriented company like Walt Disney would seek to own the rights of something that is the rightful heritage of the people of Mexico which I think about sums up a lot of people's feelings on this topic. Um, Another person, Lalo Alcaraz, who is a Mexican-American cartoon editorial artist for Pocho.com, made the Muerto Mouse 
sorry guys, I cannot talk, I keep stuttering, and response as well, which is a monster version of Mickey portrayed as Godzilla with the caption, it's coming to trademark your, your culture, or cultura, sorry. In 2011, Disney also tried to secure the rights to SEAL Team 6, um, which, if you're unfamiliar with that, is the US Navy SEALs team that took down Bin Laden for marketing purposes as well, but as anticipated, they received overwhelming amounts of backlash from it and withdrew their application, quote, out of defense to the Navy, as if. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Actually, I can't remember if Disney was the one that directed that movie. I'm actually just going to look it up. Um, let's see. Is it Seals? Team. Hmm. Sorry, guys. I'm just Googling to see if Disney actually did Seal Team 6, the raid on Osama Bin Laden. Yeah, it doesn't say who directed it. I'm guessing it might say so on IMDb. Huh, it doesn't say. Anyways, sorry guys, I do not have all day to look for this, um, but you can go Google it. I wouldn't be surprised if they had or if they had aided in production somehow and were using that as leverage. But anyways, um, if attempting to trademark a literal cultural holiday that has existed for 3,000 plus years wasn't enough of a blunder for Disney, in 2018, news outlets discovered that Disney Pixar had failed to disclose that producers Fur Coco had based the character of Mama Coco on Maria de la Salud Ramirez Caballero from the village of Santa Fe de la Laguna. Maria stated in a news interview with the that the producers offered her so many things, but nothing came of it. That's a quote from her. They just took a picture with her. And if you look up real-life Mama Coco, the resemblance between this woman and the character is uncanny, which has caused some people to argue that she deserves royalties for inspiring the character. According to a few separate articles I've compiled into this information, or sorry, I've compiled this information from, she was apparently offered breakfast at the plaza where the producers were staying, and that was about it. However, in a 2019 tweet by Lee Unkrik, um, who I'm guessing is one of the producers for it, let me look that up as well. Oh, shoot. Never mind. He stated that one of the characters from Coco were inspired by true people. That, sorry, that none of the characters from Coco were inspired by true people. Um, and had, like, I read the tweet myself. I'm not going to quote the whole thing, but he basically, like, declared it and, like, made a statement that it was false. Um, which is an outright lie, since there's literally photos of the producers with this Mama Coco lady, but the co-director Adrian Molina stated, not only is Coco based in a real place in Mexico, but it's based in real traditions, so we knew it was very important to do the research to get the de every detail recorded, so that when we get back to Pixar and we start deciding what this town is going to look like, what is this grandmother going to wear, what kind of dancing and music are they going to listen to, it can all come from an informed place. However, um, Salud remains unmentioned in all reports Disney Pixar have made regarding inspiration from the film. Maria, um, who is above 105, 
is also now on oxygen tanks after she was diagnosed with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD, and despite the immense amount of backlash, the family has expressed that they aren't looking to receive royalties or money despite her grandmother's need to recharge her oxygen tank every two days. They are, however, asking that the company acknowledge her contribution to the film, which has yet to occur. Um, so yeah, in conclusion, do we really expect anything other than this at this point? Like, of course they would do this. Um, culture's not for sale, and especially unethically. So yeah, um, thank you all for listening. I'll see you next Monday. Um, a reminder that due to the changes in my schedule in real life, I'm posting every Monday or Tuesday now, and not every Sunday like I used to. Um, if you'd like to stay updated on these episodes and even potentially have a say in what I discuss in these episodes, you can follow my business Instagram, which is literally just my name, Ariana Donovan, but with two A's at the end of Ariana. Uh, so yeah, thank you again. I hope you have a great, great week ahead and bye for now.